So we'll go ahead and get started back. Our next speaker is um, Greg Moore, and Greg is an awesome teacher. Um, he, the thing I love about Greg, Greg Moore, is he has the heart of a pastor. He have a pa he has a pastor's heart and a teaching gift, and he served many years as a pastor before becoming an instructor at Karis. And so, um, that's one of the things I just love about him. Um, he's funny. He starts every video, every class we ever took at Karis Bible College with Greg Moore. He always starts with the funny. And they're corny, but they are hilarious. <laughs> so I hope y'all will um, enjoy Greg as much as I do, and I think Dusty and Heather does too. <laughs> He's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Him and Barry Bennett are my two favorites. But um, yeah, do we have notes on this? And Carrie, and I don't know. It's hard to pick one. Yeah, you should have lesson four, the notes yes. and the, the scriptures. And all the scriptures from the classes are in your packet. So you can take those home. Mm-hmm. An individual page, so any of the scriptures that they've talked about, you can take home and through the week, just meditate on that word, because it's the word of God that's going to change and transforms our heart. Amen. So, um, thank you, Lord. All right, here we go. Well, welcome to Healing University. My name is Greg Moore. I'm the director at Karis Bible College, and this is a continuation of our in-depth study of God's word and will and provision regarding receiving, walking in, and ministering healing. And this is lesson number four of session one, of section number one, and it's entitled The Relationship Between Sin and Sickness. And I just want you to know it's God's got a, a wonderful plan for your life, and that plan includes complete health, uh, peace of mind, prosperity, and God's love uh, is extending towards you right now. Each one that's watching, uh, this is not a waste of time. It only takes one word from God to change and heal your body, to make you whole, to bring you into the uh, inheritance the Lord has for you. So uh, before I begin today, I want to tell you a funny, and that's that's one of my trademarks. And so this is called my favorite animal. Our teacher asked what my favorite animal was, and I said fried chicken. She said I wasn't funny, but she couldn't have been right because everyone else laughed. My parents told me to always tell the truth. I did. Fried chicken is my favorite animal. I told my dad what happened. And he said my teacher was probably a member of PETA. <laughs> I was in South Dakota one time and they had a hats out there that said PETA, people eating tasty animals. <laughs> he said they love animals very much. I do too, especially chicken, pork, and beef. Anyway, my teacher sent me to the principal's office. And I told him that I told him what happened and he laughed too. Then he told me not to do it again. The next day in class, my teacher asked me what my favorite live animal was. And I told her it was chicken. She asked me why. So I told her it was so you could make them into fried chicken. She sent me back to the principal's office and he laughed and he told me not to do it again. I don't understand. My parents taught me to be honest, but my teacher is not doesn't like it when I am. Today, my teacher asked us to tell her what famous person we admire the most. 
I told her, Colonel Sanders, guess where I am now? Well, that's funny. A merry heart does good like a medicine. I want to talk to you today about the relationship between sin and sickness. There's healing in redemption. In order to understand God's will in healing, we must understand where sickness came from and where its root is. Romans 5.12 says, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin. So sin and death are linked. Sin entered the world through man and death was the result. Sickness is death in its first stages. Sickness exists to hasten death. Every sickness has the goal of death in our lives and uh, especially of the, of the sick one. That's the goal of sickness is death. And if a common cold could kill you, it would. In fact, for those who are, who are weak, for other reasons, a cold could be fatal. There's no sickness that strengthens, strengthens us, blesses us, or enhances the life of the sick one. Sickness, in fact, will lead to premature death if given the opportunity. And sin in the human race is the root of all sickness. There was no sickness uh, with Adam in Adam and Eve. There was no sickness on earth until after they uh, until after they sinned. Apart from sin, sickness and death would not exist. And so please understand though, I'm not referring uh, here at this at this point, I'm not referring to individual sins. We'll look at we'll take a look at that a little later, but Adam's sin unleashed death and in its fruit sickness is a product of the power of death in humanity. God's original intent was that man eat from the tree of life and live forever. However, Adam's choice uh, to uh, rebel against God and and to live independent of God, eating eating the tree of the knowledge of, fruit, of good and evil, unleashed death and all its consequences. Mortality began, and a mortal body in a fallen world became subject to the impact of sin and corruption. And nothing's been the same since. And what we need to see is that sin and sickness uh, are linked. And I'm not, again, I'm not talking initially about individual sins. We're talking about Adam's sin that brought death upon all mankind and also sickness and, and disease. In fact, um, I mean, it took, it, it, you, you, can read in, you can read in the Old Testament and see how long these people lived. It took a long time for sickness and, and death to rule over the life that God had given man. I mean, there was one, one man lived, I mean, several of them lived 900 years. One lived 969 years, almost a thousand years. Of course, when God created us, he created us to live forever and he created us to have an abundant life and he created us to live free from sickness and disease. That is not his will. It's never his plan for you and I to be sick. That was the result of Adam's sin and death. And once you see the connection between, between sin and sickness and you see that sin has been dealt with, sickness, is, its fruit has been dealt with as well. If we can understand that sickness 
is a fruit of sin, then we can understand that that the sin is the root, and that's got to be dealt with. If the root of sin can be destroyed, the fruit of sickness has no source of authority in our lives, and it doesn't have the right to stay in our bodies. Now let's look at this uh, unholy union of sin and sickness in the Bible. Psalm 103, uh, verse 2 and 3, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. David understood the connection between sin and sickness, and he could foresee man's future uh, deliverance from both the root and the fruit. When iniquities are forgiven, diseases can be healed. That's powerful. Now let's look at Isaiah. Uh, If you have your Bibles there with you, look look at Isaiah uh, chapter 53, verse 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Now Matthew quotes Isaiah during the ministry of Jesus, and when evening in, in Matthew uh, eight sixteen and seventeen, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Now we read in in Isaiah 53 that not only did Jesus take our sins, he forgave our sins, he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, uh, the transgressions are individual sins that we commit, iniquities are iniquity patterns, And then the chastisement of our peace was upon him. So he even made provision for peace of mind. And then he said, by his stripes, we're healed. And Jesus healed physically sick people in Matthew 8. I just read it to you to confirm or or to validate these verses there in Isaiah 53. So when he said, by his stripes, we're healed, he's talking about physical healing. He's talking about healing from sickness and disease. And Jesus fulfilled Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 by healing physically sick people. And so not only is the the root of, of sickness dealt with here in Isaiah 53, but also the fruit of sickness and, and I mean the fruit of sin and that, is, and that is sickness. And this is most definitely referring to physical sicknesses in, in Matthew 8, 16, and 17. And the passage in Isaiah is referring to the ministry of Jesus healing through uh, those who were suffering physically. He forgave sin and he healed the sick in his earthly ministry as a demonstration of his will. He forgave sin and he healed the sick uh, as a demonstration of his will. That was his ministry. 
And he's still doing that today. Jesus forgave sin and healed the sick. He forgave sin and healed the sick. He forgave sin and he healed the sick. His nature and the kingdom of God that he announced was revealed through what he did when he walked the earth. He, he revealed that his nature was that you and I would be free from sin and all of its effects, including sickness and disease. And if we can, if we can still receive forgiveness today, then healing is available for you and I today too. And if you're watching today, you know that you know that you know if you're born again, you know that you know in, in, in the deep uh, recesses of your soul that Jesus has forgiven you. And if you ever sinned after you were born again, you could just go to God and, and you know you could receive forgiveness because Jesus already paid that price 2,000 years ago. Andrew has already taught in one of the earlier lessons about how healing is in the atonement. And, and we, we, the reason we can believe that forgiveness is ours is because Jesus paid the price for that 2,000 years ago. The same thing is true for healing. The same thing is true for uh, every sickness and disease that you're going through today. If we can receive forgiveness today, then we can receive healing today. They're in inseparable in the salvation message. After Jesus arose from the dead and sat down at the right hand of God, all those that went to church in Jerusalem in Acts chapter 5, they were healed. Look at, look at Acts chapter 5 with me. And after Jesus was raised from the dead, ascended on high, and now the church is taking uh, taking over, taking up where Jesus left off. In verse 12, through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done, done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. There was, there was still healing going on after Jesus rose from the dead. It wasn't just when he walked the earth. In fact, in, in Acts chapter 1, um, Jesus, it, it, says, it says of Jesus, this former account, verse 1, uh, I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. So when Jesus was, was raised up, uh, he gave that same healing ministry uh, to you and me. Uh, and it's it, the church is it, it, as Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The church's uh, responsibility and assignment is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Healing and forgiveness of sins are inseparable. How do we explain this? Um, if how do we explain the fact that healing went on in the Book of Acts? If healing was no longer available, the great commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel and lay hands on the sick. That was that was Jesus command to the church. The last words spoken by Jesus in Mark chapter 16. And he said in verse 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. 
They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. The last words of Jesus recorded by Mark, don't forget the sick. Don't forget the ministry to the sick. Don't forget the ministry that I modeled for you. He said, they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And today, you know, we we have no problem uh, encouraging people to be born again and receive forgiveness of their sins, no matter what they've done in their life, that Jesus paid the price for all sins, past, present, and future. Uh, But then we we stumble at, or or many in the church stumble at, the believing that God would heal all. If he would forgive all, he would also heal all. And then not only did he give us a ministry and an assignment to lay hands on the sick, he also gave us the gifts of healings in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 9. It was for the church age. So in verse of 1 Corinthians 1, verse 7, so that you come short in no, in no good gift. The stripes upon Jesus' back were for our physical healing. He forgives all of our iniquities and he heals all of our diseases. Now let's look a little closer at Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5, and, and we, can, we can see what he's, what he's saying here. Look, let's look back, back at it again. Verse 4, Surely he has borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows. That that word that word griefs there is sicknesses, and and that word sorrows there is pains. So Jesus, he's he's prophesying Isaiah is prophesying the future uh, sacrifice, atoning sacrifice of Jesus, and he was said he he said that sacrifice would include. Him bearing our sicknesses in the in the English it's translated uh, he he has borne our griefs but you can look it up in the in the Hebrew and that word griefs means sicknesses and he's carried our sorrows that means pains so if you if you've gone through pain in your life in your physical body if you've had sickness or maybe you're dealing with some chronic sickness Jesus has paid the price for that. His atoning sacrifice, the same sacrifice that paid for our sins, that wiped out all of our sins, also paid the price for every sickness and every pain that you would ever deal with. And one of the words for the redemptive names of God is the word Rapha. And that in the Old Testament, it's I am the Lord that heals, and that's Jehovah Rapha. If from you can find that in Exodus 15, 26. I am the Lord that heals. When we see that his name, uh, that one of his very names is Jehovah Rapha, his name is the Lord, our healer. Why don't you stop with me right now and just say, Lord, you, you are my healer. You are my healer. You you took my sicknesses. You took my pains. He, he, did, he did this very personally for you. And his name is, one of his names is the Lord, our healer. He's also uh, Jehovah uh, Sidkenu, which means 
He is our righteousness. That's one of our names. But just as he is our righteousness and bore our sins, he is our healer who bore our sicknesses. Just as God is eternal and his redemptive names reveal his eternal nature, for healing to disappear, God would have to cease being God. Wow, that is powerful. His eternal names, they have the names of God. They reveal his eternal nature. And he is the God who heals us. You think about the, this for a moment with me. Uh, our bodies are amazing uh, creations. Our bodies were created to heal. If you get a cut uh, in your body, the, God has created your body uh, for the blood to coagulate and, and for the skin to come back together and for, for you to be healed. And then, and then if you broke a, uh, broke a bone in your body, uh, you, the body will, will itself heal. The, uh, the way God created all of the uh, immune, your immune system to fight things that come from the outside and attack your body. It's just your physical body was created to heal. Why would we have a problem? Believing that God is a healer and he wants you well. And some people are praying, Lord, if it be your will, I'll be healed. I only want to, only want to be healed if it's, your, if it's your will. Well, if you're not sure if it's his will for you to be healed, why would you go to the doctor to get better if you thought it was his will for, for you to stay sick? If there was something some way you would glorify God by that sickness. Uh, no, you go to the doctor, you'll take the medicine, you'll do anything you can, and that's okay in your mind. But then to pray and ask God uh, to supernaturally heal you, you wonder, you know, is that, is that his will? That's, that, that is nonsense, guys. That is ridiculous. It, he, his name, his very name is, I'm your healer. His very name reveals his nature in his in his love toward us and everything he did at the cross everything he did was eternal everything he did was his will and he died on the cross for our uh to deal with the sin nature uh the the sin nature that passed down from generation to generation after adam sinned and he became jesus your Savior, your Lord, He became sin for you. Wow. He became sin. He took the penalty of our sin that we could never pay. He took that penalty upon Him so that by His stripes, you could also be healed. When He took the penalty for our sins and wiped out our sins, He also took stripes on His back so you and I could be whole, so that we don't have to remain sick, so that we can appropriate healing anytime the enemy attacks our body with sickness and disease. And it's the devil who, who brings sickness and disease. It's not, it's not God. God is a good God, and he loves you. He's your father. He wants you well. Let me just ask you a question. Those of you who are watching who are parents, uh, do you, is it is it or could it ever be possible that any day 
any day of your child's life that would ever be your will for them to be sick one day. I have four children and 11 grandchildren, now 12 through, uh, through marriage. And, and it's like, man, I love my children and I love my grandchildren. And we, we would stand and fight against sickness and disease whenever they were going through a battle uh, with, with sickness and if they were hurting or in pain. And we, we would stand against that and pray against that and, and, um, and, and even fight it with medicine or doctor's help. But it's, it, was, it has never been my will one day, not one day, for any of my children to be sick, to be in pain, to be hurting. Guys, where, where did you get that desire? Where did you understand that, that desire towards your children, that you want them well 24-7? Oh, where did you get that from? Hey, you got that from God. You can't tell me that you're a better parent to your children than God is to His family, which is you and me. God doesn't pleasure in us being sick one day. He Jesus, he assured that that healing would always be provided for us when he sent his son to the cross. He dealt with sin. He dealt with with the root of sickness, sin. And when he dealt with the root of sickness, he also dealt with the fruit of sickness. This is powerful, guys. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. In Isaiah 53.10, God declares, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. It pleased the Lord to crush him. Guys, Jesus took upon him our, our penalty, the penalty for our sin. He paid a sacrifice that you and I could never pay. And why would we not be open to receive everything that the Father has for us. Man, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I want everything that he's provided for me at that, at that sacrifice. Amen? Um, man, I am up for all that he's, he's provided for me. Look at uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 32, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? If he paid the price for our sins, guys, anything else that the root of sin produced, including the fruit of sickness that brought death, uh, we, get, we get the benefit of that as well. Man, that is so powerful. Man, that is, that is a powerful, powerful message that God wants us to know that he's paid the price for you and me and that, that none of us should go wanting. None of us should, should go lacking. None of us should go, go without him, get, without us receiving everything that, that, that Jesus died to give to us. Man, 
It is, it is amazing. I, I, want, I, I don't know about you, but I want to receive everything that the Lord has provided. And so the root of sin and the fruit of sickness were both, both of them carried to the cross so that we could be free from both. You know, before, before I realized this, I begged God and, and wished for healing. I remember one time my, my uh, brother, brother's uh, firstborn son was named Ryan, and he had uh, some problems in his health. He had some water on the brain, and he was having trouble. And, and I mean, I, before I realized that Jesus paid the, when Jesus paid the price for our sins, how much also would he not pay for our sicknesses? All I knew to pray for my nephew Ryan was, if it be your will, if it be your will. And, and I prayed those prayers, if it be your will. And my nephew Brian, uh, I mean Ryan, passed away three months later because all we knew to pray were if it be thy will prayers. My son Michael, just, um, just two years later, came down with a crippling muscular arthritic condition in his body. And, and, but, I, but, we, but now, two years later, we, had, we learned what I'm sharing with you today, that, that sin and sickness are, are connected. And the root of sickness is sin. And Jesus paid the price and removed the root, and therefore the fruit was removed as well. And so we could believe God now. And when the enemy came against our son Michael, I didn't pray if it be thy will prayers anymore. We took authority over the enemy. We, we bound sickness and disease off of him, and it didn't, it didn't leave him right away. But my son Michael today is healed and whole and uh, he actually is, uh, works with Andrew Womack Ministries as his television producer today. Listen, God wants you well. God loves you. He's not holding out on you. He cares about you. Isaiah 53, 11, it declares, he shall bear their iniquities. The word bear here uh, is, is, this, is this word nasa. And he bore that's he bore our griefs, our our sicknesses, and, and he and he took our he took our pains. When the power of sin was defeated on the cross, the power of sickness lost its authority over our bodies. That's the point we want to get across here today, guys. Peter says it like this in 1 Peter 2:24 who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness. So the first part of this verse says, Jesus bore our sins in his own body on the tree. And, and then we, that, that he died to sin, so that having died to sin, we might live for righteousness. And then, he, then it's the automatic uh, result of, of that action of Jesus taking our sins, it says, by his stripes, you were healed. Amen. Wow. When Jesus took our sin, he also took our diseases. He also bore our pains. 
And the result of Jesus paying the price for our sins is that you and I can receive healing. That is, that is so powerful, guys. Peter quotes Isaiah and the union of, and, and the union of sickness and, and sin is confirmed. Righteousness comes by faith and has replaced the old sin nature. You're no, if you're born again, you no longer have the, have the nature of sin on the inside of you. you. There's not a good dog and a bad dog on the inside of you uh, fighting against one another. You've only ever had one nature. Before you were born again, you had the nature of the devil. After you were born again, you've got the nature of God on the inside of you. The cross ran over the bad dog. And you've, you're now righteous. You're, you're now holy. You're now pure. You're now right with God. And also, the subsequent fruit of that is that healing became our redemptive right. Because he, sickness was linked with sin, not sins that we commit, but sin that Adam committed. And when Jesus dealt with that, he also dealt with the with the sickness problem so guys you can say like first peter like peter said in first peter 2 24 i I believe just say that with me you're watching uh there at at home or or watching there and uh on on your computer that that say this with me jesus himself bore my sins he bore my sins in his own body so that I could be righteous. And because of that, now, by his stripes, I'm healed. If I can become, if you can believe that, that you can become righteous, then how much more can you believe that you could that your body could be healed? I mean, it's it's amazing to believe that our that our spirits could be righteous. Uh, thank God for the message of spirit, soul, and body. Thank God for uh, uh, Andrew Womack's ministry that, that teaches us that we're right with God, that teaches us that God loves us, that teaches us that we have, we, we are, we're, our nature is just like Jesus in, in our spirit. But listen, guys, you, you got the, I don't know about you, I want to receive the whole enchilada. I want to receive the whole package. How many of you... Uh, received Christmas presents this past Christmas? How many presents were under your tree? I had a few, and I don't know about you, I opened every one. And every year of my life that I can remember that I had Christmas presents under the Christmas tree, I opened every gift. Listen, guys. There are a whole lot of gifts under Calvary's tree that have been left unopened because we just haven't heard this good news message that not only did Jesus die for our sins, but with Him, He freely gives us all things, healing, uh, peace of mind, prosperity, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and His power in our lives. Man, it is so... It is so wonderful to understand this, this message. But we, you have to understand the link between sin and sickness in order, in order to really get a revelation 
that he wants you that he wants you healed. This this word healed in First Peter two twenty four um, by his stripes you were healed. Uh, it, it it appears twenty eight times in the New Testament, and it refers specifically to physical healing at least twenty three times. The other five instances imply physical healing. Guys, physical healing. My brother and sister, physical healing was provided by the stripes of Jesus. Peter said it. Who who his own self bore our sins in our body, on in his body on the tree, that by his stripes were healed. Man, it's power. That is powerful. It is it is so powerful to understand his great love for us. Why then is it that people are still sick? Even when you understand this, why is it that people are still sick? I want you to look at uh, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 29. I pastored for uh, 27 years and we saw a lot of healing. Uh, I've been healed. I'll share some examples of that uh, a multitude of time, multitude of times, and people, members of my family have been healed. Why is it that the body of Christ is still sick? Look at First uh, Corinthians eleven twenty-nine. For he's talking about communion here. He who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Just say that with me. Not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason. What reason? Not discerning, failing to discern the Lord's body. Many are weak. Many are sick among you and many sleep. Many have died. He gives us a real clear definitive reason here why when Jesus paid the price for our sins and that include that included removing sickness and pain from our bodies. Why is it then that some in the body of Christ uh, are not healed? And he says right here that in, in verse twenty nine and thirty, for this reason, many are weak, many are sick, many many have died early, and that reason is not is failing to discern the Lord's body. Now there are two applications to that. Number one is not discerning the Lord's physical body properly. Um, Not discerning that he not only bore our sins, but he bore our sicknesses as well. Um, Not only that he he took our sins and iniquities, but that he healed our our diseases. Um, he, He has borne our sicknesses. He's carried, again, Isaiah 53, 4. He has borne our sicknesses and carried our pain. Say that with me. He has borne our sicknesses. He has carried our pains. That's powerful. Um, If you don't believe that, you won't receive healing. You have to believe that. You have to believe part of the atonement, as Andrew has already taught us, includes peace of mind, prosperity, and complete healing uh, that with every, all the healing that we'll ever need, just like all the forgiveness that we'll ever need has already been deposited in our spiritual account. So all the healing that we would ever need 
has been available to us. But before I understood this, uh, I had to go to doctors and that, that was the only hope that I had to receive healing and thank God for doctors and what they can do. They just work with the healing process that God created in the physical body. But there is more. There is a greater measure of healing, and that's supernatural healing. I was healed of cancer in 1977. When, when I started believing these things that I'm sharing with you right now, the doctors found a growth in my neck, and they had to remove it, and they said they may not. They said I had thyroid cancer, and they might not be able to uh, save my voice box, and and I was healed by one of the gifts of the Spirit. A word of wisdom came to me. Go have these three men pray for you. The cancer will die, the devil will leave, and you'll be healed. And I was. And they, and they couldn't find any more cancer in my body. Praise God. Then my son Michael, the following year, had a muscular arthritic condition that I've already shared uh, with you about, and that he was healed, and, and he was healed by us just confessing the word of God over him, speaking God's word uh, over Michael's body, speaking it to our minds, renewing our minds with, uh, with the word of God, and also taking authority over, over the enemy. And Michael was healed. His, his joints would swell up twice their size, and, and, uh, and, and he couldn't walk, and, and the doctors had no cure for him. They said he would never walk again, and he may not live past 10 years old, and he, he was supernaturally healed through the power of the word. My daughter, my granddaughter, Joelle, was healed in 2008. She had uh, club feet. Uh, they had several sonograms showed club feet in her mother's womb, and, and God supernaturally healed her. I mean, I can go on and on and on. Listen, guys, in Isaiah 53, here's, here's the difference. And then I'm going to go into the second aspect of discerning the Lord's body. Isaiah 53, verse 1. Who has believed our report? And to whom, of the arm, to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The arm of the Lord represents the healing power of God. And he says here, who has believed our report? If you're going to receive healing, you have to believe this report above every other report, including the doctor's re report, including the symptoms in your body, including well, whatever experiences that you've had. Uh, not discerning the Lord's physical body, uh, that it, it included healing all of your sicknesses and all of your pains, and not believing that, that His report about that, that His atonement is... is not believing that that's greater than, than what Jesus did for, did for you, that's not greater than, than the, sick, the symptoms in your body, um, that will cause you to be weak and sick and, and not receive what God's provided. Then secondly, not discerning His spiritual body on earth. And that would be the body of Christ. That would be relationships with one another. Um, unforgiveness and bitterness and judgment and offense toward others in the body, when you're not discerning the Lord's body properly, it can open the door to the, to the devil and, as Andrew Womack says, eat your lunch and pop the bag. It can stop the healing power of God 
which resides in your spirit when you're born again. It can stop unforgiveness and bitterness, judgments. It can stop, it can dam up the flow, the life flow from your spirit that, that in, God intends to flow through your soul to your physical body. And Proverbs 14.30 says a sound heart is life to the body. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. And the word issues there is borders and boundaries. And so whatever you allow to go on in the soulish part of your heart can limit uh, the borders and boundaries of your life or can release you into the full manifestation of what God has for you. Um, Matthew 18, uh, Jesus is giving us a parable here about forgiveness. And and he's talking about a man in Matthew 18 that that, uh, someone that that he owed his his master uh, like a lifetime worth of money that he could never repay. And finally, he, he, he appealed to mercy to his master, and his master forgave him everything that he owed over a lifetime worth of debt. And then he had a fellow servant who uh, just owed him, you know, maybe like three months worth of, of salary, and he threw that man in jail. And it says that that um, that, that man was... That, that would not forgive his fellow servant when he was forgiven such a great debt, it said that he was open now to the tormentors. And that's exactly what happens, guys. Uh, when, we, when we fail to forgive, when we fail to release forgiveness towards our brothers and our sisters, then what it does is it blocks off, it dams off the life flow from our spirit, and it opens us up to the enemy where we give place to the enemy, and it stops the healing power of God that God that God intends. You can see that also in First Peter three and verse seven. That strife in the marriage and other relationships. It says the you know walk walk in right relationship in your marriage in order that your prayers uh, be not hindered. And then finally, uh, Hebrews twelve. We can see this uh, principle of of unforgiveness or bitterness and how it can how it can have an impact and an effect in our lives and that can actually hinder us uh, it, it see when we sin or we or we make judgments or we get into bitterness or unforgiveness toward others that doesn't stop God from loving us or trying to get healing to us it gives place to the enemy uh, to allow him to come in and and affect or impact our lives negatively. So Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 12 says, Therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that which is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. This just gives you a process of what happens when we allow bitterness to come into our hearts. 
It causes us to fall short of the grace of God. It causes us to be limited in, in seeing God clearly and hearing Him clearly. We become dislodged from intimacy with God, relationship with the body, and our purpose. And then we become dispensers of poison and, and uh, we defile others. And guys, it limits us. All this bitterness and unforgiveness, it limits us from receiving. It opens the door to the enemy to, uh, to attack us and, 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 and hurt us and afflict us and limit the healing power of God that we already have on the inside of us. God has healing for you today. He already paid the price so that you could receive his healing power. He's not holding out on you. He loves you. He cares about you. He wants you well. He doesn't want you sick. Uh, I want to pray for you right now that you will discern the Lord's body. You'll see that Jesus paid the price for your sins, also for your healing. And then you'll also see on, on a horizontal plane that your relationships with others uh, is very important. Father, I pray for every viewer watching right now that the healing virtue of Jesus manifest in their physical bodies. I command pain to go from people. I command sickness to leave. I, I command diabetes to leave bodies. I, I command uh, arthritis to go in the name of Jesus. Heart disease is being healed right now. Cancers are dying. Tumors are withering in the name of Jesus. We apply the stripes of Jesus. We apply, uh, Lord, the cross of Jesus to every uh, sickness, every pain. Lord, show us if there's any person that we have failed to forgive, any person we're holding judgments against, we release them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Help us to discern your body properly in the mighty name of Jesus. And I just decree and declare healing for all kinds of blood diseases, all kinds of uh, pain in your, in your back and in your hips and joints. The healing power of Jesus is being manifested to you today. Almost more than you can afford. It's like drinking out of a fire hose. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, anything you want to share? Anything you received? You yeah, I have a question. Sure. Um, you know, when we first we talked about the the. He gave two reasons why we might not be, why we're still sick. Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand the first one. It says, for he eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this, many, for this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and can he sleep? They discern what the body of Christ, what, what Jesus did, in their body, they just take it as I took communion just to eat bread. I took communion just to drink wine. I did not take into consideration the stripes of Jesus. Okay, so it's not talking like if you don't eat well, 
when you don't, you know, take no. care of your no. body. No. no. Thank you, because yeah. I just ate six cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was <laughs> The words that you have to use right there that Paul was referring yeah. to is discern the Lord's body. body. I did. I circled that. As yeah. He kept saying that, you know, yeah. over and over and over again. And I just wanted to make sure it wasn't the other. Yeah. Oh, man. I am the worst eater yeah. in the world. But it is important that we discern the Lord's body. Yes. What he did for us. And and even one another. We are his body. We are the body of Christ. Yes. Um, so I still need to not eat six cookies. I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. In the natural, yeah. For your yeah, body. <laughs> for your body's sake, yes. <laughs> no, don't. No guilt and condemnation. Just. I, I would say, no. you know, and, Enjoy and this the is cookies. one of the things. I know that. You know, what Greg Moore said, I believe that people can get healed, you know, by listening to the Word. Mm -hmm. There's different manifestations of healing mm -hmm. and miracles that happen. But, you know, I also think that we have to humble ourselves and say, do we need to get an agreement? Do we need to have yeah. somebody pray for us? It's just like he was talking about how... I have this pain in... Sorry, it's bumped it, bumped it. How... Um, how the Lord prompted him to go and have three people pray for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and the scripture that backs that up is that if, you know, any two or three shall agree on earth, then it shall be done for them as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you may be sitting there going, I'm not ready to receive. And if that's it, then we don't believe, right? You never want to, you never want to, you know, Stomp on your faith by trying to do something you're not ready to do. Right. You know, it's a little bit like mm -hmm. if if we said, "Hey, are you ready to go run five miles right now?" I'm pretty sure most of us would go no, right? But if we're building up our faith by the word, and you say, "You know what? I've received. I feel like that the Lord wants me to be prayed for tonight." Mm -hmm. And I think we should do that. Yeah. Always. And, and, and I think that's I think that's something that you you have to say, yes, I want that. Okay. Can we want it for other people? We can, but this is the thing. Um, you can want it for other people that maybe are in here and that are believing, but yeah. it's like a so there's a guy that he came to church a couple weeks ago and um, Brandon and his mother had a stroke mm -hmm. and his mother was having all these issues with blood pressure and everything else and he calls me up and he says I want to believe God for my mother and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking his mother is on board and I'm going okay and we start I start to pray and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just stops me and goes what does your mother believe yeah. I mean I was mid prayer yeah. and I stopped yeah. and I said well wait just a second and Heather was listening to it. I said, I said, wait. I said, I feel prompted to say, what does your mother believe? Oh, she doesn't believe. So I went, we need to back up. We need to pray differently. We need to pray that, that her heart is open yeah. to this. And I started giving like the Larry Hutton, you know, the, the, the prayer scriptures, the yeah. healing yeah. scriptures and everything. Yeah. 
I was like, give it to her. Well, he did, and he talked to her, and he went and prayed with her, you know, and everything. But she come out of her, she come out of the hospital. Yeah, she did. She did. Mm-hmm. Now her blood pressures went back up, and it's. And I told him, I said, keep feeding her the word. The word. Mm-hmm. Right. See, we need the word to build us up because just like Romans ten seventeen, it says that that we hear the word and it builds our faith. Mm-hmm. See, we, if we don't hear the word, then we have nothing to stand on, right? So that's one of the reasons why I want I want to say that if the word like hit you mm-hmm. and said, "That's for me," <laughs> that's for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. We need to pray. Yeah. But if you're like, "Hey, I want to." I want to take a, you know, I want to take the word. And I want to mold it over. Then do that. Mm-hmm. But we don't pray. We we don't impose our will on somebody else. But isn't it? I mean, you think about disciples. They didn't ask these people. You know, I mean, when they went out and was healing people. And no, they did. There's more times in the Bible that they Peter, did. They Peter, did. Peter said, "What do you want from me?" That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus himself walked in and yeah, said, he would say, what, do you what, do you want, what do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah what do you need? Yeah. And, and the thing is, there was the woman with the issue of blood walked up to him and grabbed his garment. And he had, he had no, no just because his will was to heal, mm-hmm. she, he was like, who did that? What yeah, in the world did was that? happening? Yeah. Yeah. That power, yeah. See, we, she released we, the power. It's his will and it's mm-hmm. our will. Mm-hmm. And when we get our will involved in his will that's when we see a miracle Mm -hmm. and by the way healing and miracles are two different things Mm -hmm. does does everybody understand that yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure everybody does I want to make sure that everybody understands because a miracle is something that is done by the Holy Spirit because healing can't happen Right. You know that healing can't happen if you don't have an eyeball. You can't have your eyeball healed because there's no, there's no eyeball there. Right? But miracles is when God intervenes and He gives you a new eyeball. Okay? I want you to understand that when we lump healing and miracles together, then you don't understand the you don't understand the scriptures well enough to be able to say, what am I believing for? Right? Because some healings we have to be involved in. And I think that's part of the problem is that we see these things and we go, well, God just does miracles. No, God does miracles and healings. Because He designed us to be healed. He designed our bodies to be healed. He's just adding the super to your natural, right? And, and and a miracle is all supernatural. Mm-hmm. It's like right, there's, right. there's no natural to yeah, this I can't at all. Make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been praying for my neuropathy to be healed. The and it is being healed. Yes. And yes. It's, it's yes. awesome. The nerve is there. It just is dead. So through <laughs> this, it's growing back. And it's not always pleasant, Mike. Because it hurts when it dies. Hey, it hurts when it comes back too. So, but the nerve is there. Yep. It's just it's coming alive, and it lets me know it every day. <laughs> God gave me a word for that this just this week. 
But you know, I praise God every time it hurts me in a place where it didn't used to have any feeling at all. God specializes in the impossible. He takes dead things and makes them alive. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. God gave me that word. So, that is exactly what he's doing. And I feel it. Dead things and makes them alive. Amen. Does anybody want prayer? Come on, ladies. Um, and Jen. And Jen. 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 What are we believing for? What is in Brenda's heart to have healed? Everything right now. Everything. Everything. Do you believe that you, you are healed in Jesus' name? All right. Father, we come to you in Christ Jesus' name. I just pray right now, little Brenda, I thank you, dear Lord, that right now anything that has sprung up in her body I pray right now in Jesus' name that it is dying. I pray in Jesus' name that there is health and there is strength in her body. I thank you, dear Lord, that where medicine has come and destroyed parts of her body, that it is coming back right now in Jesus' name. I pray in the name of Jesus that there is there is healing where there is not anything any longer there. And there's miracles to replace the things that have been taken. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name that you are strengthening her mind, Father, so that she will believe and that her heart is receptive to say, yes, I am a child of God and that I am loved and that no longer can I be sick because I am the child of the Most High God. And I just pray right now for strength and for, for healing and miracles in her body. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 And I feel like this is for somebody. I don't know who. Um, and I, I had to learn this too. We have to disenfranchise ourselves from sickness. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that, you know, my diabetes, my cancer, my this, mm -hmm. my that. And we have to disenfranchise ourselves from that. It is no longer ours. Right. We take authority. Exactly. We have authority over that. That is an invader. It's like a rattlesnake sneaking into your house. No, let's not use that example. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a snake. A rat snake. Okay. It's like a snake sneaking into your house. You're not going to allow that to stay That's there. Right. That's right. That's right. Well, the same thing is true with our bodies. We have to just disenfranchise ourselves from sickness and say, you know what? Sickness doesn't have a place. It doesn't have an authority. There's a welcome mat is not out for it. That's right. You know, it is it's an invader. And it's just like, you know, if 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 a burglar breaks in your house, you're gonna call for help. That's right. You're gonna reach out. And Jesus has healed us. 
Amen. We don't have to tolerate sickness. Amen. 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 You speak to it till yes. it's going away. Yes. Yes. Jesus. Yes. yes. Amen. Yes. The enemy has already came and stolen. We know this. He's trying to come again. And everything that has a name has to bow to the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. And cancer has a name. So, Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we stand with Brenda, and we decree, and we declare, and we believe that this enemy has no place within her, no place within her body, no place within any place within her spirit. It has no legal right to be here because Jesus Christ paid for it on the cross. He paid for everything we would ever go through. So in the name of Jesus, cancer, you have to bow. You have to bow completely out of her body, out of her life. She is no longer in agreement that you have a legal right to be there because you don't have a right. So we stand here in total agreement. You don't have a right. You have to leave in the name of Jesus. And you be replaced with joy, peace, and love, yes. patience, yes. self-control, or yes. self, you know, the mind, <laughs> whatever that was. But you have to replace it with something, and so you got to replace it with good stuff, with godly stuff. And we want all your systems to work, not just the cancer to be gone. We want total health from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Just total, complete health. You will now walk in health. Okay. Well, that's okay. You we don't want you to come have a praise party with us. That's right. I didn't where I can. I couldn't drive. Well, you probably know there's wild walking. You know, the thing about practicing medicine is that you're practicing. <laughs> doesn't mean it's perfect. See, what we have to understand is that even though they're, and doctors, uh, my, my sister-in-law's doctor, so I'm not saying anything bad about doctors, right? But, but doctors don't know everything. And sometimes doctors do things that are counterintuitive to what the rest of your body is, right? So you have to, you have to say, okay, there's a point where I need to I need to go. Okay, do I put all my trust in somebody who's practicing, or do I put it in the practitioner of Jesus? Yes. And so, you can actually go through this whole process. You can go talk to a doctor, but you know, at the end of the day, I need to separate what the doctor's doing away from my belief in Jesus. Right? Not just my salvation. Not just my sins are forgiven. But you need to actually engage with Jesus about, by his stripes, I was healed. You need to walk around every single time. You look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm health. Uh -huh. If I was saved, if I was saved, if I was if I was healed at the cross two thousand years ago, that means that it is in you, it is a part.
part of you, it's already happened. It's finished. So in the present tense form, that means that you are hell. Just walk around going, I'm hell. When somebody goes, are you sick? No, I'm hell. <laughs> you know, the reason why I named this church Identity Church was because people walk around and go, I'm an engineer, I'm a nurse, I'm a this, I'm a that. And then all of a sudden they get sick and then they go, I'm sick. I'm poor. And the thing is, is that they don't put their identity back in Jesus. So the, the thing that you have to do is you have to go, what is my true identity? If my true identity is my sickness, then I will live in sickness. If my true identity is in the health of Jesus, then I will live in the health of Jesus. And you are restored. You're redeemed. You, you know, he's done so much for us, and we just have to really, really claim that. Amen. Amen. And convince that you're a favored child of God. Yes, yes. amen. That's yes. exactly right. Amen. That's exactly right. Look yourself in the mirror every day and say, God loves me. <laughs> God loves me most. I'm his favorite child. <laughs> I'm his favorite child. I'm his favorite child. Yeah, like like Andrew says, my pictures in his wallet. My pictures in his wallet. If you want last week's lesson plans, um, if you'll give me your email address. If you have an email address. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. I'll send you lessons.